What is up? Hello there. My name is Jessica Patching Bunch. You can call me JPB. And this is Brain Body Resilience. This is a podcast dedicated to growth, human development, and stressing a little bit less so you can go ahead and live a little bit more. Hello, friends, and welcome back. Thank you for joining me today. This episode has been inspired by the evolution of my diet and a rabbit hole I went down when thinking about the evolution of my habits around eating and other people's reaction to that. So let's get into this. About a year ago, my husband and I decided to try out a plant-based diet and eat vegan. It seemed at the time like just a natural evolution of our diet from the place we were at. Um, We weren't eating a lot of meat anyways, and we watched a documentary on Netflix named Game Changers or The Game Changers or something along those lines. And the information in the documentary about how our bodies process animal products made us want to try it out for a bit, the vegan diet that is. And so we planned on doing just a three-month thing um, just to see how it felt in our bodies, if we could notice any difference. And we started right before Thanksgiving last year, which I was cool with because I don't love turkey anyways. It's always dry. Really, no matter what you do to it or how good you think you are at cooking it, people are like, no, I make a fried turkey. It's good. No, it's it's not. It's not great. So I didn't miss that. Anyway, We went through our three months that we had planned on. I don't think we got very far into the three months and we decided that this change would be more permanent because it felt good. Besides the benefit of um, energy and feeling lighter and just more like clean, the environmental impact was a huge factor as well Um, because the production of animals and animal products for consumption is one of the leading contributors to the climate crisis we find ourselves in today. The other thing that happened was that I thought about the option I have to put life or to put death into my body. So all of those things together kind of just sealed the deal for me. And let me tell you, I would have never considered or never would have thought that I would end up eating a mostly plant-based or vegan diet because I loved bacon and hamburgers and cheese and yogurt and cottage cheese. Basically anything that comes from an animal, I was down. But, you know, evolution, and that's all right. And our journey has evolved in what we cook and how we cook, and I'm really feeling where it's at now. It's really good. Um, I feel real good about it. I eat mostly plant-based, probably vegan, like 95% of the time. And no, all of this is not leading me to try to convince you why you should eat this way. I don't care how you eat. You do you. This is just my story with it. And it's all leading to tell you about the reaction I get from people when I tell them I am mostly vegan. I should always just say plant-based but I use the terms interchangeably, which seems to cause some confusion for folks. I get told, well, you're not a vegan then. That's true. I am not a vegan. I'm a human person. I choose to eat vegan most of the time, but sometimes 
I want a cheese pizza. And so then I will eat a cheese pizza. I think a lot about something I heard once about Alicia Keys when she decided to quit wearing makeup and it seemed like a really big deal to everybody. Uh, And then one day she was getting ready for something and she was putting on lipstick and somebody said, oh, I thought Alicia Keys doesn't wear makeup anymore. And she said, I do what the fuck I want. It's so simple and yet so profound for me. I do what the fuck I want. Regardless of your understanding of it or judgment of it, I do what I want to do that feels good in my heart and soul. I am not in this place every day, but I am incredibly inspired by it, which leads to another thought. I'm really interested in this need to point out my error and the need people have to categorize others. And it's a natural thing that we do as humans. We're just trying to understand the information that we're given in the context of the boxes that we have available to us to choose from. And those boxes are created from all of our previous experiences in life and everything that we've learned from those experiences. And that's why it's so hard to understand people that aren't like us or come from experiences and situations that we do because we don't have any reference in our own past experiences to be able to understand or have a similar perspective on those things. And we use these categories to try to predict safety in order to survive because we know that's our brain's number one job and we're grateful for that, but it can cause some trouble that way as well because we're also trying to figure out how to navigate our social and cultural expectations and norms and find community and safe space socially for us. So something that can come from trying to navigate our social expectations or the expectations that we believe there to be contributes to another reason we give titles to people and to things and that we like to categorize things is to control perception and sometimes our own and often that of other folks in regards to ourselves. And this makes me think about our need to control things like perceptions of others and time and all kinds of external factors that we can't actually control. And then we often overlook the things that we can control about ourselves, our internal state, and how that affects the way that we present ourselves and interact with the world. So we create this judgment bubble around us where we're categorizing and judging everything and everyone around us in order to feel safe. But when we start approaching things with the lens of needing to control, we've already set ourselves up for loads of extra stress and anxiety. Because the only thing that we can really control at any given time is our own response. And that takes a lot of effort, intention, and practice. So when I talk about the things we can do to control our stress, I like to add the word manage rather than control. I like to use words like manage and direct rather than control because it's a slippery slope thinking about what we are trying to control. For example, when I think of controlling emotions, I think about suppressing them and not expressing them fully because it may not be comfortable or pleasant or even socially acceptable. And if that's the case, you need to be finding yourself a new social group that has healthier ideas because we all need to express our emotions in a responsible and hopefully emotionally intelligent way, but also that is something that we have to learn. And if you're in a group of people that is telling you that 
You need to act robotic. Get out. So anyways, when we start to control our feelings in that way, we end up holding on to those emotional energies, and then they're not allowed to process and move through us as they're intended to. This is when we start to have physiological manifestations of these trapped energies, like headaches, back, neck, shoulder, tension, and aches, other pains, other dysfunctions in the body, because the body always has its reasons for the way it reacts. And we have to remember that all of our systems work together. Psychology and physiology are not separate, like we have been taught for so long. And there is no separation between body and mind, but we act like there is. So this goes back to that judgment bubble as well, because we're trying to remove ourselves from the things that we don't want to identify with. Think about it, you've got a pain in your foot. And what do you say? My foot hurts. But is it your foot that hurts? Or do you hurt in your foot? Isn't your foot a part of you? And if we think about it, we view our feet and hands from our head. But what if we allowed ourselves space for visiting those places of ourselves? What if we really checked in on those pieces of ourselves Because each cell that makes up our body is in fact a part of us. It is us. And I know for myself, I have practiced for as long as I can remember. Um, I've practiced disconnecting from my body and separating myself from the feelings I had in my body. Because at one point, that was a necessity for me. That was a survival mechanism for me. And it's a lot of work, more than I would have ever thought to revisit an awareness of my body and the things it communicates. Just to notice these things, notice how I'm feeling in my body is a huge win for me. As far as I'm concerned, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day and they work with manual therapy and they were surprised by how many of their clients don't know how to communicate or even recognize the feelings in their body and how to express that. And I think that is really common because a lot of us do spend this time, spend so much time practicing ignoring our pains, um, ignoring these feelings that our body is giving us because we have to just push past it or we have to just keep on going because it isn't acceptable to express them or whatever reason we have. And so we spend this time disconnecting from our body and that creates issues. And so, you know, we've gone way off the path here, or maybe this is where the path led. Uh, I think the point I want to make with all of this is that you're allowed to do whatever it is that you want to do that works best for yourself and the life that you want to live. Of course, this excludes anything that is harmful to others. Don't be a dick. But you don't have to fit inside anyone else's categories. You don't have to fit inside somebody else's box. You don't have to try to make anyone understand what you're doing, what your reasonings are. You are under no obligation to make yourself understood to others. I think we need to spend a lot more time focused on ourselves and exploring the things that we push away, the pains we ignore the feelings we bury, the disconnection between our head and our body. By having more awareness of ourselves, we are better able to manage and direct ourselves, our habits, our patterns, all of these things that are creating our lives. 
Because look, if we're not spending time intentionally creating our lives, then what are we doing? And I'm not telling you to create a certain thing. I'm not telling you to, I'm not telling you anything that you should be doing anything that you shouldn't be doing anything. I'm just saying we should all be living the life that we want, whatever that looks like for us, whatever lights our soul on fire, whatever makes us excited to get up in the morning, to live our life in our day. Because it's too short to spend it miserable, hating the things you're doing. What's the point? Find something you like. Do that. Whatever excites you, follow that. All right. I'm going to leave it there today. As always, thank you so much for joining me here. Until next week, peace out.